This episode of Brand Meat Creator Podcast is brought to you by Notch, the world's first Instagram insurance. Nowadays, even two-factor authentication isn't a true fail-safe. Notch covers the most critical components to keep your online business safe, not only providing additional security alerts and working to retrieve your account if you're hacked, but also protecting loss of income with an immediate payout each day you're hacked. You know we at Brand Meat Creator Podcast believe in treating your influence like a business, and this is the best way to protect that business. Head to the show notes to get a quote today. Welcome to Brand Meat Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Welcome back to Brand Me Creator. Um, as you guys know, if you've listened to some of our previous episodes, which if you haven't, just stop now and go back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Harley and I encounter things that are mysterious and we <laughs> um, just don't know, but we essentially narrowed it down to partnership fails or like when the wheels fall off like what what do you do when everything seems to be going wrong with your partnership deal and that's both on the brand side and the creator side so right we wanted to use this episode to break down the three most common areas where we see there be issues that really disintegrate a partnership quickly and talk about what to do if you find yourself in one of those situations. So this is, yeah, this is really a big topic of conversation for us. Like as we have our meeting every week to think about what on earth to talk about, (laughs) one of the questions we ask is like, so what's going on in your week? Like what, Mm -hmm. do you have any creator stories? Do you have any awful brand stories? What's going Mm -hmm. on? And really there's a lot of contracting things that we've been learning and Mm -hmm. like ways to really flip a situation so that, you know, you're not running into negatives. At, at the end of the day, this is a brand new industry, regardless of, I mean, Sonia's been in it for a long ass time, but <laughs> it's constantly evolving. Absolutely. But I think even though it's constantly evol- evolving, a lot of the places where partnerships get tripped up stay the same. Yeah. Um, and I think we should dive in with contracting first, because that is really one of the first steps where you're going to see yes. a lot of major pitfalls. So from the creator side, what do yes. you feel like are some of the biggest issues that you're seeing with the contracts? I I, I think reshoots are a mm-hmm. huge one and so is approval. Um, like we were talking about with Kristen, I mean, she had this Mm -hmm. huge project that she was working on that was very specific and it came down to the brand not um, giving her clear instructions and then changing Mm -hmm. it up. So, I mean, as a creator, if I'm going to sit down and shoot and, you know, think of those ideas and bring this whole idea to fruition, whether that be with maybe you're hiring a a photographer or hiring a shooter for the day, that's very common Mm -hmm. in the creating world. Or even if you're just setting up the scene. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. It definitely is, which is why in contract, I think, you know, a good way to summarize this is like understanding the language and like the nuances, right? Mm -hmm. Because within that episode with Kristen, we talked about the difference between a reshoot and an edit. 
Yeah. Reshoot was like a completely, we're starting from scratch again and like nothing is accepted and edit. And a lot of times mm-hmm. in my contracts that I send to influencers, I'm saying, you know, the client gets two, two rounds of edits and I'll get a lot of pushback saying one round of edit. Mm. And I'm like, but what if you didn't do the first round correctly? Or what if you, mm. what if we, because this happens really frequently is we'll get the content, we send the edits, we get the first round of edits back and there's certain things that were missed. Ah. And sometimes that's just being overlooked because it's a lot of content or, you know, honest mistakes. But at that point, if I accepted one round of edits in the contract and someone really wanted to be, you know, pushy on it, then I would be in trouble. So I think knowing the definitions. Yeah, that that is the mark of the fact that you have been in this industry for so long because I... Don't think I've ever been asked to send in the first round of edits. Mm, and you're right. Like, there, I mean, we caught a mm. typo on a client's post this morning, and thank God it was a caption thing and it could have mm-hmm. been easily tweaked. But, like, yeah, that, that should have been that that should have been from the get-go sure and if people you know if people push if people push back on us on the two rounds of edits i tell them okay but in writing i'm letting you know here and now that if something was mentioned in the first round of edits and it doesn't come back like cleared like you didn't correct it that doesn't count like you have to actually correct everything this is only like if you send everything back and then all of a sudden there's like all new edits that people right. want, which I've had, I've had clients do before and I've told them, listen, you need to be thoroughly editing. When you watch everything, all the comments need to be there. Mm-hmm. If they did everything, then that's the edits. That's it. We're done. Right. Um, and I think this happens a lot on the creator side where maybe they don't talk through what the language actually means and instead there's like pushing back i think creators are just really scared to ask questions i think we're really scared to ask questions because the brand Mm -hmm. feels like oh you're like big brand big corporate big like very different thing Mm. versus my creative energy over here just posting on instagram i say just posting on Mm -hmm. instagram but like yeah that's kind of i think that's kind of how it feels in the beginning Mm -hmm. so we don't ask questions and we get ourselves in trouble. And you're so right about the language of edits versus reshoots. And that needs to be crystal clear. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to reshoot. I'm like, that's, that's sure. a problem if I have to reshoot. Sure. Absolutely. And we put in there, you know, if th- that they owe us a reshoot, if they don't follow the brief, which I feel like is fair. Like if, I've, sure. if I'm giving a detailed brief and you're coming back with something where I specifically said, you know, whatever. Uh, one common one is no competing brands, no outside logos, et cetera. Mm. We're use content for ads. I can't have anybody else's logos, whether that be a competing brand or otherwise, if you're wearing a shirt that has a logo on it, I can't run that in an ad because I don't have usage rights for that logo. So right. if, if you didn't read that and you shot all your content, wearing something that had a band logo or something that we can't use, right. I'm going to have to say, I'm sorry, like you have to reshoot it. It's not, you know, read mm-hmm. the, read that fine print. So what's a, what would be your advice for creators in a position where they feel like they are nervous? Is it 
hiring outside counsel? Is it just jumping on a call? I I really think Mm. it's jumping on a call and clarifying any kind of any kind of questions that you could possibly have, like go over the idea in depth, send a freaking draft if you need to. I did this the other day, I literally did this the other day, because I had this moment of inspiration. It wasn't something that we talked about. It followed completely to a T the brief, but the brief was Mm -hmm. very loose. So Mm -hmm. I went back to the brand and I was like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's a screen record. I will make tweaks. This is Mm -hmm. just a first draft. But how do you feel about this idea? Before I spend any more time on it, how do you feel? Because if they had had gotten the full thing, it was one of those... um, You guys will see this. You guys will see this soon. Um, It was (laughs) one of the... If I was a color, if I was a season, oh, mm-hmm. but I, but I twisted it to be like, here are the ways to level up. Here's flashing mm. of, of photos and then whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so when I sent this to them, I was like, okay, can we, can we do a trend? Do you want me speaking? Do you want, like, I'm going to spend a lot of time with the, with the timing of all of these freaking flashing photos. So give me a little bit before I <laughs> dive in. True. I think my advice would also be um, a lot of creators, I think, get into a sticky situation when it comes to contracts because they don't have a legal team, Mm. um, which is understandable if you're not represented, that you wouldn't be able to afford it, or maybe you think you're not able to afford it. But um, I think if it's something that you're going into long term, my suggestion would be maybe not to have a lawyer on retainer or to send every single contract to a lawyer but what really helped me on my end that I think could help pretty much anyone business owner or creator was I uh, did a package of hours with a lawyer that specialized in you know influencers Mm. but one he helped me draft a master contract that we use for our company which is Mm -hmm. one type of investment but I feel like most lawyers who are within this industry would give you a package of hours just to sit and talk through what contracts mean. Right. So that at least you have a baseline for understanding the language and you know what to look for as opposed to going in blind, like a little, like, you know, law 101, (laughs) if you will. So you have something. I I definitely agree. Uh, But I do think there are, if that's not in the budget, there are a couple things that you are really looking out for, a couple things that you really need to read and really need to understand. And that's going to be probably the usage, like how the usage is being used. And there's a lot of lingo that goes around that's not commonplace, um, which is really unfortunate because it feels like lawyeries and you really do have to be comfy asking questions of like, hey, what does that mean? We literally had this conversation where you and I had both never heard of a term that they used yesterday. Yeah. That's that's atrocious. Um, There's always people pulling stuff from other industries as well. So Yeah, it feels like pulling uh, things from other industries, but also it just, I don't know, for me, I get kind of like a gatekeepy vibe of like, you're not going to understand this, but I'm going to throw it at you anyway. Um, (laughs) So usage, the timeline of the project, um, the scope of work. Payment well, terms. Payment terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Payment terms. Because mm-hmm. that's a I huge one. Editing, resh- yeah, and yeah. then I think editing, reshooting for sure, that area yeah. is really important. And those mm-hmm. should generally be, I mean, once you learn the usage, I think you really have like a good grasp on the rest of it. Like 
your mm-hmm. your clause about about reshooting, that's not going to be hard to understand. It's just knowing to look out for it. Yeah. And I think on the on the brand side, all of these areas also hold true. I think one area where brands really mess up is they don't send the contracts fast enough. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will not start shooting content, will not start doing anything, which is within their right until they have that contract done. I've had people not tell me that as a clause, which I didn't care for. Like we've sent it. Or, you know, we were waiting for something for the client and we didn't exactly rush it along, but we had already had everything in yeah. email, which to me is also legally binding, but I'm, I'm not aware, I, so. <laughs> we, we got burned by that. I, I got burned by that recently mm-hmm. with a pretty big brand who got all of it approved, said it was approved. We said, okay, let's move forward with the contract. And then uh-huh. we followed up a week later, maybe even less than that. And they were like, we moved a different direction. I was like, Mm. Oh, so I think that you're the Apple. you're the shining star here, and maybe maybe okay. So all right, over blanket. Don't start shooting until you have the contract. Don't start doing anything, but maybe send an email because that might create urgency. Yes, on the other side, I, I think urgency on send both an sides. email. That's like FYI. Yeah, yeah, urgency oh, on both sides, and this really moves us into one of our second topics, which is communication mm-hmm. of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. How can you be more communicative? And I mean, there is, there is a lot of weirdness with the timeline, depending on how many checkpoints and like people you need to go through to get things approved. We even had a influencer uh, whose content needed to be approved by a legal team before it could go live because some of the language in it, like all needed to be, yeah, needed to be Mm -hmm. checked and um, I'm sure that's common in the beauty world because you can't make yeah, claims. It's common in many industries. Yeah, claims or um, anything that's like 18 plus, 21 plus, yeah. um, anything that has like a science backing. There's a yeah. lot of different industries that have uh, a legal team that has to review content. So we sent that in and I think it was two months before we got it back. Two months. She literally got paid before she <laughs> got approved to post it. That is rough. Yeah. Yeah. On the brand side, if, if you have one of those brands, I would have the legal team look at the brief yes, as opposed to look at the actual content. Because we've had that happen as well, where like, oh, this has to go to legal and it takes like two weeks to come back or even longer Months. in your case. But <laughs> it just really kills the partnership. Kills the so if you're on the brand side doing this, yeah, I would definitely talk to the legal team in advance. Mm-hmm with your scope of work, with your brief, and say, you know, I need a list of the words that they absolutely cannot use, yes. the phrases that they cannot use, like anything that's a red flag. And of course, it's different for everyone because I'm sure some people might do it that way and then they've had an issue where something gets posted or they missed it or something. I, I really Tough. just am so stuck on how important this brief is. It's so important that you lay out this language because – if your legal so team goes important. over your brief and all of that language is approved, you know what? You Your influencer knows. Like, you don't have to reshoot it. You don't have to change anything. Yeah, I mean, I would say what slows us down the most in a partnership is when people do not read the brief closely mm. enough and they submit work and we have to follow up. Yeah. It's so like just recently, you know, on our brief for a client, it said that there needed to be overlay at least three selling bullying bullet points Mm -hmm. about the product, right? So we gave them options of what those bullet points would be that they would like to talk about, and they were able to edit them into their own language. But in this reel, 
they need to have three moments where there was overlaid text that said something that was very specific to the product. Mm -hmm. And the amount of people who send stuff back with zero text, no bullet points, no nothing. And it's like, we've waited two weeks, right? We've given you two weeks to do the content. I get the content back. It's pretty, but I now have to respond back and say, where are the bullet points? And it's like, it's so clear in the scope of work or application methods. That's Mm -hmm. huge in the beauty industry. We break out. If you don't do the application method correctly, you have to reshoot Mm -hmm. it. Because there's no way a brand is going to use it where you're slapping it on your face or you're doing, you're rubbing it all around and that's not how it's meant to be used. Mm -hmm. You're essentially a model of the application methods that they've approved and you're not doing it correctly. You have to reshoot it. Mm -hmm. And we send links to YouTube videos. We, you know, like we highlight, we bold, we, you know, the amount of things that we give people to make sure that they're doing it correctly is really wild and that can really ruin a partnership because now I'm asking you to reshoot it mm-hmm. maybe it's another week maybe it's another three days it really kills a timeline uh, yeah I mean things that you have that force a reshoot are are really tough like even speaking in the real is kind of mm-hmm. scary because yeah I can't go through and edit the way that I spoke I can't go through and, you know, change that one word that I said unless I put on the same outfit and go sit in the same spot with the same lighting and I fake it till I make it, which I have done and I can do, but that's a headache in and of itself. So even the voiceover method is so much safer if you're going to be using your own Mm -hmm. voice because yeah, I can, I can voice that over again in two minutes, change one word in two minutes. Yeah, we've definitely had that problem before as well. People don't use the exact right language or they kind of like stumble on a brand name Mm -hmm. or something else and they're delivering it live and it's just on one, let's say it's on one Instagram story slide out of five. Well, then what are you going to do? Like, yeah, you're going to have to go put on the same outfit if you want to just replace one or else you need to reshoot all of them or we have to figure out some other way. So that can be super tricky. I think this is a very common place where brands become frustrated because they're not getting everything that they need. I know my team becomes frustrated because we are like really pushing to get the content on time. And you're on a time time crunch. Yeah. And we're getting stuff that is incomplete, even though we were very detail oriented with the ask. And vice versa. Yeah, let's bring it back to communication because you had a situation recently where you were completely mm. ghosted by an influencer. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Well, not just not just one. There's been so many times that this has <laughs> happened. But um, yes, there was one very recently where we had finally gotten a hold of her. She had said that we were going to get the check-in. We, we were going to get the content. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, four days go by no content, five emails have gone out, no communication. And in the very end, she had said that she had personal issues going on and that she didn't think that she was going to be um, posting any more content for right now or she didn't want to commit to the partnership anymore. And it just, I mean, I think this was almost a month of back and forth of trying to, from the beginning of her saying yes to this moment where she backed out. And it would like when I tell you that is such a time suck, like such a waste of all efforts on everybody's part. When you have anything going on, I don't care how specific you want to be about what is going on in your life. If you have any sort of inkling that you are falling behind on a paid Mm. partnership, that you are not going to be able to deliver your best content, whatever else, like you have to say something. Yeah. You have to. 
Yeah. It's just like showing up to work sick or, you know, any other type of job. You can't just not show up for a week. Right. Be like, mm, no, no, just like pay me anyway or it's okay. Like I don't need to communicate why I'm not showing up. Like you got to – I mean, that's a huge one for me and that's the type of person that I will – legitimately never work with again Mm -hmm. from management to the person I don't care whose fault it is I don't care what is going on if the communication is not clear and it ends in me looking like an idiot to my client I will absolutely never come back yep never and it's really sad and it's really upsetting because there's such an easy way to fix that which is being honest from the very beginning Mm -hmm. like I might be a little delayed I have some personal things going on you know whatever else or I have too many other paid partnerships going on. This may not be a fit right now, or I got really ill. I'm going to be delayed, like whatever. Yeah. And just owning up to it and facing whatever the the client or the brand is going to say back. You might lose the partnership, but at least you were honest from the beginning and you're not wasting everybody's time of them like chasing you, following up, trying to figure out where you are in life. Right. We have a, um, I was working with a client with a baby, pretty brand new Mm -hmm. baby recently. And they were at like the 11th hour and sent us in this content to be approved, you know, day of, and it wasn't up to par because baby had been teething and screaming and all of that all day. And I think that all can be so amended by just not being last minute on your deadlines too. Like deliver early. Deliver early. Give yourself mm-hmm. that padding. Like, don't don't set a reminder for the day before the content is due. Like, set it for a week before so that you have time to fuss with it and you aren't creating on a whim. Absolutely. And I've had people be going through stuff and they still deliver like three days late. And I feel like that's fine. Like, yeah. I, I had a creator recently be like, I was in a car accident. Yeah. Like, life I'm is really hard. It happens. Up, like, I'm fine. Yeah, things happen. And that is totally fine. And I've never come down on someone for being honest. I've always been like, I just I don't understand people who are um, try to think that they're going to fix the situation or that they're going to come out the other end without being honest mm-hmm. to their partners or, you know, if you're really, really ill, and you don't feel like answering every single email, and it's overwhelming, like out of office. Mm hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a blah, 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 blah. If we have a paid partnership, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Like yeah. something, because right now it's like my emails are just going into the ether right. and I have no idea where you are. So if you are really ill, if, if you are dealing with a family crisis and you just feel overwhelmed trying to like email every single person and update them, because I understand that's an emotional burden, right. put on an outer office. Let people know and be like, if you're a paid partner, I'm I'm trying to prioritize getting back to you ASAP, but this is what's going on. And like, right. I'll return back to my email box as soon as possible. At least yeah. I have something then to tell a client. Right. And as long as you kind of know what's going on, like the, the brand won't, they won't judge you if you have a huge life moment happening. They, they really won't. Like you can push back those dates and it's completely fine. So what other what other wheels fall off moments have you run into recently? I think I think we've covered the most major ones, but I also think some people have followed the scope of work or followed the brief, but the content's just not good. Mm. And you can tell that maybe they did it the day before. Ah. Or same advice. It's something that's sort of in the weird, <laughs> the, the same, it's something that's in the weird gray area of like they followed the brief, but they clearly 
either don't try or they Mm. it's just like not in line with the other type of creative we've seen them post yeah and that's really difficult because like legally contractually you don't really have a leg to stand on you're just pretty much saying like i don't like it like it Uh uh-huh and you know this happened not that long ago remember i I sent harley like a five-hour voice note ranting about it where you know the brief was really oriented for a certain style and she ended up styling it completely differently and it was it was just right what to wear to uh, a wedding where is white yes (laughs) sure yeah we were you did she was kind (laughs) of She was contracted to do posts about what to wear as a wedding guest to weddings. And she wore white and there was really no changing in the outfits. And yeah. I mean, when I criticized it, I got a ton of pushback. She went well, straight think, to the client around I think my back. that she was triggered. Like you, you definitely sure. hit a soft spot. She oh, was yeah. triggered oh, yeah. because <laughs> she knew she didn't do her mm-hmm. job correctly. And probably probably felt like she should have done better right because she had some I guess she like said she owned an agency or something yeah but I think it's even more like maybe it's more like she felt like she did do it right and she really Mm. felt deep down that like the criticism was not coming um off correctly for her and that like was more painful for Mm. her than than that she actually didn't do it right. So what do you so, do when that happens? Um, well, in that specific instance was pretty extreme because she did go directly to the client. So the client, I had to have a separate conversation about how to handle it, um, which was fine. It ended up fine, I guess. Um, but I think in general, if you are someone who is paying, I think the best is to be honest from the beginning mm. and just say, listen, like, we appreciate your effort here. We're willing to give you more time. But after reviewing the footage that you sent or the imagery that you sent, like it just doesn't feel in line mm. with some of the other things that you're doing. It just doesn't feel in line with what we had pictured or what we discussed. Um, would you be open to changing things in these ways? And I feel like if you're a good partner and you deliver that in like a nice way, Hopefully you have the time and the energy to redo it Mm -hmm. because, but again, like I don't want people to feel taken advantage of. I don't want them to think like, oh, we are setting a bar that you can't reach. But it is a call out. Like at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. that is a call out. And like, like we spoke about it from the get go, reshoots are different from edits. So if you're asking Mm -hmm. for a reshoot, playing devil's advocate here, would you, would you pay her extra? To say, I don't, I don't like it. I need you to do it again. I mean, I think that if there was a reshoot fee in the contract, of course, we would have to. If it comes out of nowhere, we didn't put it in the contract and we have some sort of leg to stand on in terms of like, listen, we asked for this to be summer themed and like, it's not summer themed at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's whatever. That That's the hardest part with a creative, right? There's some part of it that's always subjective. Yeah. What you think is summer and what I think is summer could be completely different things. Like what someone thinks is wedding guest attire and what I think is wedding guest attire mm. could be completely different things. I mean, so how would you feel? That's really hard. Yeah. How would you feel mm. if she basically said like outfits for the bride, for your event as a bride, like bridal shower, bridal like brunch? 
Yeah, I feel like we could have we could have tried, but there's other footage that just like didn't make sense. She was like at a coffee shop mm. and reading a newspaper, and it was like very static. Like it just like if that was the theme, it could have been really cute. But yeah. I would have liked to see other stuff going on. Then I just it the storyline didn't make sense to me. Period. Got it. But yeah, I feel like definitely that's a great time to get on a call if you are the brand or the creator and right. you get that type of spend fifteen minutes jumping on a call. How can you mm-hmm. fix it? Yeah, because also it's really it's really hard in a creative industry to be criticized, of course, right? Like that goes on any end of it. So when you're able to deliver it in a humane way by having a conversation as opposed to typing out like we didn't like X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, it can come off cold even if you don't mean it to right. via email. So I think getting on a call and be like, hey, like we looked through everything, we talked to the brand or being a creator, be like, hey, I got your feedback. Honestly, I'm a little bit surprised or, you know, whatever you're feeling at that yeah. time and talking through how you can salvage I either think, how can I salvage what I've yeah. already done or how can we come to an agreement on reshooting it? I think creators know. Like this has happened to me in the past. One of my one of my first big partnerships, there was one clip that just like didn't work out. I, I had uh-huh. an idea that I passed along to them. I tried to execute and there was just no – like there was no – saving it. There was nothing that I could do because the concept just like couldn't be edited the way that I wanted wanted it to be. And they were very, very sweet. They were like, ah, like thanks for posting this. But like, I, I honestly did not. This wasn't what we wanted. Like, here's how we can do it better next time. And I was like, I agree. I agree. Like, I know this wasn't up to par. It didn't work out. I felt like I needed to post it, but I will happily, you know, go back and try again. I'm so happy to do that. And like, I don't know, you want people to like your content. So if that means a reshoot, I don't, for me, for me, I would do it. For me, I don't think that's taking advantage. That's, you feel it already. You know that already that you didn't perform or that you didn't read or that you didn't do your due diligence. So go for it. Do it again. Do it again. Yeah, and on the creator side, I feel like if a brand isn't sending you that detailed brief, because I do hear this a lot. And yes, I'm, I'm I think that's a different situation. Completely different. And that's a time as well to like step in and, and like the example that you gave, Harley, like send a screen record, send yeah. your mood board, do all of those things. Make sure in the contract you're saying like once the concept is approved, I'm not going to reshoot, right? And right. so th- at that point, and we've asked we've asked creators for their concepts before, right? Where we're giving them something very overarching and vague. Yes. And we say, let us know how you want to shoot it. Like, I want to see the outfit. I want to blah, blah, blah. Submit all of that stuff. And then if the client says like, great, this is approved. Like you have a leg legally to yeah. stand on because they approved the pre-production concept. And if you execute within that and you can show that you execute within that, you do not have to reshoot. I don't think like that's crazy. Right. So what are our takeaways here? How can we how can we protect ourselves from the wheels falling off? <laughs> That's the real question. I know. I, know. I think well, I think due diligence in each of these areas is how to protect yourself from having the wheels ever fall off. So it's you know like investing right. in understanding more about contracts, um, being very detail oriented both in the scope of work and brief you put out, as well as reading through it really in a detailed way and pulling out the information that you need before you and shoot. Checking or along asking the way. more questions. Yeah. Yeah. I think asking questions and getting on calls is the fastest way to resolve things. 
as opposed to like trying to seem like, oh, I know everything and I know exactly what I'm talking about and doing. Like not everybody knows every single thing. So just ask. I think the expectation that we need to let go of is that, that you know everything. Um, no one expects you to. It's fine if you have mm-hmm. if you want to chat about uh, what you're going to do. That doesn't make you any less of the pro with your audience. No. But I do think that if you were a photographer, if you were a videographer, if you were sitting in an office and c- got called onto a project, all of those situations would require a call where you chat through and can ask questions and can chat about the very specific nitty gritty. And I think that's what this industry is missing is like the actual face-to-face communication. Yeah, it has gotten quite disjointed. And at the end of the day, I think like, don't forget, like this is a partnership and a good partner in life communicates and Mm -hmm. just like your friends just like maybe your romantic partner like without that communication check-in discussing the ideas like it's not going to be successful so I don't think that any brand or any creator should ever scoff on a call a discussion a question a thousand percent well thank you for tagging along as we dive into what to do when something goes awry with a partnership, if there is anything within this episode that you want us to dive deeper into. Sonia and I love to chat (laughs) minutia. So we'll catch you next time.